If you're not writing the story of your life, it is being written for you. It's Evie here. Welcome to EML Radio, where we are always talking truth. All of those things you need to hear that nobody else is willing to say. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. I have my superpower hat on today. My wiener hat. (laughs) I love this hat. This wiener makes me feel like a superhero. (laughs) I got it in some funky shop somewhere in Austin. And I love it. And it comes in handy on days like today. Um, And also, I noticed in the last couple of podcast episodes, when I had my sport coat on, I felt like I looked like Shannon Bream. (laughs) It's like you didn't know if you were tuning in to a show on Fox News or if you were turning into my podcast. Gosh, and I thought I had defined my style. So this is appropriate for today because we're going to talk about defining your life and having a mantra. Um, And a while back, I decided I need to, like, I'm going to be 50 this year. I was like, I need to kind of define my style. Instead of just randomly shopping and buying things, um, I wanted my wardrobe to kind of reflect who I really am. So it took me quite a while to brainstorm about it. And I can't remember if I've mentioned it before, if you've heard it before. But I, I settled on Republican meets rock star with a little porn star on the side. <laughs> so I realized that now that I have this short haircut and if I wear it with a sport coat, I fucking look like a Fox News anchor. Gosh, so I might have to rethink my fashion mantra. Um, but anyway, uh, wiener hat, problem solved. Um, I'm going to talk about having a mantra and defining yourself today because I don't think a lot of people do it. And it's something that I, I recite my mantra every single day. And I wrote it with the intention of of exactly that, with intention, so that I am not a result of what the world has done to me each day. I'm actually the result at the end of the day of what I intend to be. Um, You can kind of think of it almost like a mission statement, like what's the mission statement or the mantra for your life? And sadly, I just don't think most people have one. You kind of can vaguely say what you don't want, you know, you want to be happy, you want to be rich, you want to be attractive, you want to be skinny, like you can say all these things that you want out of life. Um, You want health, you want your kids to be happy, you want to grow old to see your grandkids, whatever. But most people don't go any deeper than that because those are just really obscure things. It's like, and if that's where you leave it, your chances of actually accomplishing those things are not real great because you're not being intentional with exactly what you want with your life. Like, who are you? How would you define yourself? What's your mission statement? Um, so I went through this practice for myself and it really has been, it's been a game changer. 
And it makes the everyday encounters that I have and the things that the world throws at me, or even just the things my family throws at me, having a mantra that I live by has made those things easier to deal with. And it really keeps me honest. Um, so use this analogy. Think about it this way. Think, you know, we, I just said that probably most people don't have a mantra or a mission statement. Like any, even a successful business has a mission statement or a mantra, something that they live by. Now, unsuccessful businesses, they won't have that. Typically, businesses that fail, one of the biggest reasons they fail is because they don't really know what they are in the marketplace. They have an idea and they kind of know what they want to accomplish, but they don't really know who they are. And a business that doesn't have a mission statement will most likely fail because there are so many distractions and things that can kind of take you off course if you don't even know what your course is. Um, and so we kind of, we, and that makes sense, right? You would accept the fact that a successful company is going to have to have a mission statement. Um, and even if you're not a business owner, which probably most of you listening aren't, as a consumer, think about the most successful companies or the most successful brands that you know. You know what they stand for. Like take McDonald's. McDonald's, what do they sell? What did they sell from day one that made them who they are today? It wasn't burgers because there's a lot of fucking people selling burgers. What made McDonald's McDonald's? It was that they were selling happiness. Who doesn't want to be happy? Right? <laughs> happiness really has nothing to do with a burger. In actuality, what McDonald's sells is obesity and cancer. <laughs> they don't sell happiness. They sell the opposite of happiness. But they still have a mission statement and a mantra. And because of that, they have the success that they have. It's just kind of a given in the business world. But yet, most of you have probably not written a mission statement or a mantra for your life. And so I'm going to share with you my mantra um, how I how I arrived at this mantra, and then how I use it every single day, like I said, to really help keep me on my mission to what I want in life. And it goes deeper than, oh, like, you know, I want to fly, fly private. That, like Everybody knows that's a financial goal of mine. Um, and not just on occasion, but like anytime I want, I want to be able to fly private. Um, with our food company, Copal, our mission is when you eat, they eat. So even before we opened our doors, way before we launched that company, I had said, I want to be able, I feel like there isn't a person on the face of the planet that doesn't deserve to eat. And with the amount of wealth that we have in the world, it's fucking, especially in this country where I can make a difference, there is no fucking reason that anybody needs to be starving in the United States of America, period. And so our company's mission statement was to reshape the way the world views food and when you eat, they eat. So we made it our mission to no matter what, we were going to figure out how we were going to donate an actual hot meal, a real packaged hot meal in Copal packaging meal to the food deprived every single time someone bought a meal. So when you eat a meal from Copal, a food deprived person is eating a meal as well. 
So that was our mission. It was very clear. And it wasn't easy, but we are accomplishing that. Man, I think like to date, oh, just like I think last week we donated like 350 meals over there, which is just so phenomenal. That was just in one week. Um, but anyway, you have to have a mission. And my mission in life involves helping people not be hungry. It's a big one for me. Helping people live a richer, fuller, more authentic life, which is where my books come into play. I'm working on my first book right now. So anyway, you get it. Like I have a mission, but I had to really narrow that down into some actual tangible talking points or bullet points to start each of my days. So there are four pieces to my mantra. And I start, it's written in my journal and it says, today I will... One, only accept what is true. Two, work for the common good. Three, I will match my needs and wants to what I can control. And number four is I will embrace what nature has in store for me. So I write those every day and I read them out loud and I recite them out loud every single morning. So you guys know by now, hopefully, that I have a really, um, it's not a long morning routine, but I have a morning routine because uh, like I can't say it enough. You have to take control of your day. (laughs) If you don't take control of your day, your day is just going to take control of you. Um, And so I have this dedicated morning routine that just involves, now I've implemented Tai Chi in there, um, which takes just like literally like three minutes. So quick little movement while I'm waiting for my coffee to brew. I pour my coffee. I sit down. I have two meditations that I read. Um, One is on codependency because I didn't realize how codependent I am until just recently. Um, One on codependency and then I read the Daily Stoic. And then I read my prayers and I write and recite my mantra. That's it. Um, The whole thing takes me 10 minutes at most. But by the time I've just spent those 10 minutes, like taking control of my mind and setting my mind right for the day, man, like my day just falls into place after that. So anyway, I recite this and I'm going to break down how I arrived at each of those for you and then like how I implement those into my life. So today I will accept only what is true. Um, because truth is, is by far the most fundamental principle to life. It really is. Without starting by telling the truth, then we kind of really can't accomplish anything if we don't have that basis of truth in our life. Um, And so it made sense to me that I would write out, starting number one, that I will only accept what is true. So I know when I say that, one of the first things that probably comes into your mind is like, oh yeah, all the lies that are out there, the media is lying to you, what's fake news, like all those external factors. But that isn't what my intention is by saying that I will only accept what is true. I require truth from myself. That I can't control if people out in the world are going to tell the truth or not, 
but I can accept only what is true and especially accept only what is true from myself. So that alone keeps me, (laughs) it keeps me really honest. And of course, I'm not going around lying to everybody because I'm not a fucking sociopath, right? But we lie to ourselves incessantly. We lie to ourselves by snoozing our alarm first thing in the morning. It's all those little things that don't seem like a big deal that are just lies we're telling ourselves. And then we do that long enough. And before we know it, we don't even really recognize when we're lying to ourselves. And at the end of the day, there is no one, there is no one more important for you to be truthful with than yourself. So when I say I will only accept what is true, I'm saying that from me. So when I'm saying, you know what, it doesn't really matter if I get a 20-minute weightlifting session in today, that's a lie. And I go back to that mantra, you're only going to accept what is true. Is that really true that it doesn't matter if you do any weight training today or you skip your walk? Yes, it does matter. That's a lie. Eh, That's not going to work. And so I use that to keep myself honest. And then it is also very valuable when I'm having business discussions, right? If someone's not holding up their end of the bargain, I have no problem then listening to that. And we've all been there. You know when someone's not quite telling the truth, right? You have an easier time holding other people to higher standards and not accepting bullshit in your life from people. When you're like, you know what I said today when I woke up that I was not, that I was only going to accept what is true and I know that's not truth and I'm not going to accept it. It comes in so, it's just critical to my marriage. It's critical to my parenting relationship with Scarlett. It's critical to the relationship with my mom, with anybody in my life. And it's been critical in bigger things because when I practice only accepting what is true every day, when some big whopping injustice or lie comes flying into my space, I'm more equipped to handle it. So that one is by far the most important to me, and that's why it's number one on my list. So today I will accept only what is true. Number two on my list is I will work for the common good. And when I wrote this one, I really had I really had more business things in mind than more in my personal life. Um, honestly, I was like, we are working for the common good to help decrease hunger right now in the Las Vegas market. Um, that'll expand across the country as our company grows. Um, I also use this principle or this mantra to keep myself engaged and doing my part amongst my business partners um, and the people that work for us to make sure that like, you know what, am I working for the common good of everybody in this company? So really when I wrote that one, it was more business minded, but it was or business focused. But this past week, this was like a major realization for me. It was like this huge aha moment 
um, because I'm working in, you know, like my private community, my evfats.locals.com community. And this week I was guiding them on something around like, what can we get rid of that's holding us back? And as I was working through that process, it dawned on me, you know what, when I wrote, I'm working for the common good. I hadn't thought about the common good within my own four walls. <laughs> Jeez. And I mean, it seems so obvious, but honestly, I hadn't even thought about that before. The common good starts in my own household. I need to be working for the common good of my family way before I'm working for the common good of my community or my country or my world. And I hadn't, that had really kind of just slipped my mind. I almost took it for granted. Um, it's like, well, yeah, of course I'm working for the common good of my family. But it's like, well, are you really? Because when you're short and impatient with your spouse, am I really working for the common good? No. Um, so the common good for me, now I realize it's within my own four walls and boy, is that a lot to think about? <laughs> Maybe I'll record a show just on that as I start working through this, through that process a little more, um, taking that common good and, and redefining it as within my family. Like, what do I want for my family? This was the question I asked myself from this mantra of the common good. Okay. What is the common good for my family? And I'm going to dig deeper into that. Um, but we'll leave it at that for today. Number three is that I will match my needs and wants to what I can control. And <laughs> that's a big one, guys, because how much time do we spend fretting, creating anxiety, emotions, frustration, fear, all of these emotions that really are the result of us trying to control things that we ultimately cannot control. So if I'm matching my needs and wants to what I can control, I now don't have to think about what if in five years, such and such happens? What am I going to do in three years when Scarlett graduates? And we're going to like, you can, you can bury yourself on the daily thinking about all these things that you want, all these things that you need that are ultimately right here and now outside of your control. Now you have a plan for all of those things, but at the end of the day, there is a lot in our life that we are focusing on and that we're saying that we want and we say that we need that ultimately are not something that we can control. And that especially holds true when it comes to other people. So this is a big one for me. I'm kind of a control freak. I'm getting better at it. Um, as I work through my codependency, it's like I realize like, okay, I don't have to control everything. Um, but when, when we're trying to if when we're trying to look at other people and how they act and have it their responsibility for controlling how we feel our needs and our wants need to be met by somebody else or something else, that is never going to work because we do not control other people. No matter how hard we may try, at the end of the day, we do not control anyone else but ourselves. 
So when we're matching, when I'm matching my needs and wants to what I can control, that means letting go of controlling other people as well. And then lastly is embracing what nature has in store for me. And this one, um, this one really keeps me, it keeps me from re, uh, feeling like, it keeps me from having a sense of regret. I guess that would be the best one. Because, I, you know, if we're constantly looking back at the things we didn't do, um, at, and I think I especially am thinking about this, I'm going to be 50 this year, and um, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about it. I'm like, I actually like to be, I like to be at the young end of a decade instead of the old <laughs> end of a decade. So like right now, I just feel like a really fucking old 40-year-old <laughs> instead of feeling like a young, hot 50-year-old. So I'm cool with getting older. Um, but as we get older, we think about things that we could have done differently. And we can spend a lot of time living with regret. And when I embrace what nature has in store for me, that helps me keep my mind focused on the gratitude I have for aging. It beats the alternative, right? I like get to get older or I get to get dead. <laughs> I don't have it in yet. There's no other, there's no third option in that. So when I'm embracing what nature has in store for me, it allows me to let go of regrets. It allows me to diminish the amount of a time that I spend thinking about when I was younger. It just, it keeps me focused on the future. And there may be illnesses coming my way. I hope not, right? There may be outside factors that are tragedies that are coming my way. And I want to be prepared and focused on embracing whatever nature has in store for me instead of spending my current time, which all I have is this current moment. I don't want to waste any of this current moment fretting about what things could happen to me um, or what could be coming down the pipeline for me. Or, you know, I think this is a big one right now. What's going on in the world at large? I'm not even going to talk about that today because it's just overwhelming, but it's very easy to kind of freak out about and just feel overwhelmed and then downright depressed or anxious. I'm talking like clinically depressed and clinically anxious about what is going on in the world. Like, what's the world going to look like for my daughter? Um, now, I can take an active role based on what my mantra is, right? I'm doing my part in the world for the greater good. But I only can do that when I'm focused on what am I trying to accomplish in my life instead of just randomly worrying about all of those factors. So I can play a part in the world, but I can't spend time worrying about what the world has in store for me or those people that I love. Um, what I can do is accepting what nature and what the world has in store for me and then do my part actively each day by living to my mantra, living with a mission in place instead of just being tossed around like you're, you know, on the tumble dry cycle by life. And then at the end of the day, the cycle turns off and you're like, fuck, what just happened to me? I don't know what from down, right? Coworkers or my boss or traffic or all the other things just coming at me during the day are 
defining who you are versus you waking up every single day going, you know what? I'm on a mission. I am on a mission to live my life and I'm going to write my life story. I'm not going to allow the outside world to toss me around and to tell me who I am. That is so powerful. It is so empowering. I can't even describe it, guys. So I encourage you to implement this process into your life. You know, think about it. If you were going to go open your dream business, you would have to have a mission statement. You would have to have somewhat of a business plan in place, but yet you haven't even taken the one or two hours, literally one or two hours to sit down and write what the mantra or mission statement is for your life. It's your life. And here's the truth I'm going to leave you with today. If you're not writing the story of your life, it is being written for you. Because your life is really just an acted out story. And it's short. It's fleeting. And it goes by so fucking fast. You need to be the one writing it. Because there's a story being written. And it's really unfortunate for you to allow the world to write your story for you. Don't let other people write that. Don't just leave your entire life up to chance and the outside world to dictate. You get to write the mantra for your life. And then you're going to have this guidebook. It is, it, I guarantee it reduces anxiety. When you wake up and you've written out who you are and what you want from your life, you now have an action plan. It's like you're going everywhere with you in the day with a map to get there. Your life doesn't need to be just left up to chance. And chances are, if you do leave it up to someone else or the world to write for you, it's not going to have a very happy ending. So I hope this helped you out. If you want more engagement like this, be sure that you come on to evfats.locals.com. We have a great community there. And I do live streams. Um, instead of just these podcasts, I actually just answer questions right on there and we communicate and interact with each other every single week. So I would love to help you out on there as well. So as always, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. <music>